0: Welcome to episode 17 of Birds Verse, Boys, everybody. Uh, we are coming off two brutal uh, losses. We are recording on Tuesday night because the Dallas Cowboys were on Monday Night Football but did not show up to Monday Night Football after getting drubbed by Arizona 38-10. But as always, KMS here with you, the boy, with Aiden Powers, the bird, and we are sponsored by State Side Vodka. Yeah, a lot of shakeups this week. One,
1: the days that we're recording, but two, and the much bigger thing is because we're sponsored by State Side Vodka now. So this is our first show being sponsored by them. Really excited about it. Super excited. Very, very excited. So I, uh, I had heard of them before because they are local here in Philly, distilled in Kensington. So i had heard about them from word of mouth through the grapevine. So, I started doing research on them. Look, like I'm a big proponent of aesthetic. Like, look at this bottle. If you're watching on YouTube, like, look at the bottle. Look at the aesthetic. You can break like, this I, bottle. You, I was about to say, like, this is like, I'm so used to buying bottom shelf vodka that's $9.99 because that's all I could afford. Now I'm like, looking at this, I feel like a king. Are like, you sponsored? Sponsor? Like yeah. King Vodka. I was about to say, I feel like a king drinking this stuff. I'm not even worthy of a bottle that looks like this. And then you go on their website and you look at their at their setup there, uh, where they distill it in Philadelphia. The aesthetics there is great too. Look, true story. My family in Ireland distills vodka. Like this is our family, like the Powers name in Ireland distills vodka. That's how we make money. This is we, what we will know. be loaded, filthy rich. If they can figure out how to do it like Stateside Vodka is doing it, I'll put that out there. My family needs to get in contact with Stateside Vodka and figure out what they're doing right. So we're obviously going to drink during the show, and I'm glad that we're drinking this now. Um, so if you want to check it out, StatesideVodka.com. Get yourself a nice bottle like this. But if you're listening to it as well, like we said, we're going to be drinking. And it uh, it tastes good too. It's
0: delicious. And get yourself a beautiful shirt. Look at these shirts. I was at the distillery this week. Was not allowed inside because of COVID <laughs> protocols, which show you how clean that distillery is. They are not allowing anyone inside except for the people that work there because they want this vodka to continue to be perfect, which is what it is. The bottle's perfect. The logo's perfect. And now we're going to find out how perfect the taste is. So, All right. Do we want
1: to start around the NFL and drink at the same bartenders, time?
0: We could be branded tenders at the same time. First, let's, let's let the people know uh, what you're – what you're mixing it with? I think, I think first we just—I don't want to taste the vodka for the first time and tell and show the people what it is with a with something else hindering the taste. So I feel like you and I should just straight up taste side vodka.
1: I mean that's fine with me. You don't really have to talk me into many uh, many drinks,
0: especially when it's drink for a king i know i feel great i don't deserve this vodka we both lost Uh, we did yeah we should not be allowed to drink this unless they win
1: i know right i feel (laughs) bad that we're drinking it after a loss but but what are you gonna do
0: we're never gonna be drinking it ever all right cheers to to the king vodka (sighs)
1: they figured it out they figured it out i don't
0: even need anything else I was about to say, if you're watching it on YouTube, neither of us even made a face. Stateside cup here. Putting the putting the old vodka girl in there. And I am mixing it because, you know, I'm a I got a little villa Italian blood orange soda. Delicious.
1: I have vodka crayon as always. I'm I'm like I said, I'm I'm much of a peasant, but and I don't deserve this vodka, so I might as well drink a cheap chaser.
0: Might as well. But we are very happy to be sponsored by Stateside Vodka. Welcome to the family, Stateside Vodka. Let us know by tweeting us at Birds vs. Boys Pod. Have you tried Stateside Vodka? Are you trying it now? Do you drink like a king? Because if you think you drink like a king or think you drink like a queen and you don't drink Stateside Vodka, you do not drink like a king or queen.
1: If here's the thing, I like the logo so much and I'm on this aesthetic thing because it's my first time seeing it in the flesh. If we get 100 receipts sent to us that you bought vodka because of this
0: podcast, I will get this logo tattooed on me. 100 receipts that you bought stateside vodka. Aiden Powers will get the stateside logo tattooed on his ass.
1: I didn't say that. I said somewhere. I didn't say that. All right. Let's get in around the NFL before I have an ask that to.
0: <laughs> All right. You want to uh, pull up the good old fashioned timer? Usually we are very prepared podcasts. I'd say we're probably one of the most prepared podcasts out there, but you know, I was out golfing today, long day, rough day on a Tuesday. So uh, I'm going to wing this around the uh, around the NFL, so it's probably going to be the best one we've ever done.
1: That's true. I think when we freestyle, it's better. Let's get it.
0: Three, two, one. Uh, Derrick Henry ran for a zillion yards. Titans win 42-36 in overtime. Oh, look at the Falcons. They finally did something right. Falcons 40, Vikings 23. Colts 31, Bengals something else. There's no score on my screen. <laughs> All right, Big Brother kills Little Brother again. Steelers 38, Browns 7. The Jaguars are moving to London because they are frauds, lose the Lions 34 to 16.
1: The Bears pull, I'd say a shocker. They are 5 and 1,
0: surprisingly,
1: 23-16 over the
0: Panthers. The New York Football Giants get their first win of the season over the football team 20 to 19. The Broncos don't score a touchdown. They barely make it over the 100-yard mark for passing yards. They win 18-12. The Dolphins beat the Jets 24-0, and now they will start Tua Tagovailoa. Aaron Rodgers, it was off to a great start, 10-0, and then the Bucs house them 38 straight. They win 38-10. The Niners are back 24-16 over their division rival, Rams. Le'Veon Bell hasn't even stepped foot
1: on the field for the Chiefs yet. They still run for 250 yards in the win, 26-17 over the Bills on a little Monday night action.
0: A little Monday night doubleheader. I don't want to talk about the uh, the second Monday night game. Oh, we will. Unfortunately. I think, I think we should
1: start with that game because I, I might have more to say about this game than I do about the Eagles, which is really
0: saying something. I will let you get into it first because I still need to compose myself. I feel like we're we're tw- almost 24 hours out from that game. You're listening to this uh, almost 36 hours out from that game, probably. Uh, and I'm still not mad, not upset. I'm just confused. Well, okay, then
1: we hit all three because you're confused, but I'm mad and upset. I'm sick of this team. I hate this team, and I'm supposed to hate this team. But Them losing should benefit me, but it's at the point where now it's not benefiting me. Now it's hurting you. So here's what happened. Here's why I'm so mad at them. I lost in fantasy football on that Kenyon Drake touchdown where the Cardinals weren't even trying to score. They were just trying to run the clock out. So it's at the point with the Cowboys now, like they're giving up points when the team isn't even trying to score. So this podcast has been really nice. Like our teams are losing. We sing kumbaya. We enjoy each other's misery and company. And then it's all good at the end of the day for a debate show. Everything's cool. Kumbaya. We hold hands, say a prayer and have a sing along. That's done. The it's cautiously,
0: <laughs> cautiously optimistic podcast.
1: The cautiously optimistic, <laughs> <laughs> optimistic podcast is over. I have I, my vitriol for the Cowboys has returned in full force. The niceness has ended after that display because the defense is now so atrocious that it's costing me fantasy football games
0: yeah that that was uh it was embarrassing I'm, last night to be quite candid with all of you um watching that game i was not surprised in the bit of what happened um I was surprised that they put up 38 points and Kyler Murray only had nine completions. That kind of shocked me, Um, but that just shows you how awful this defense really is. He had two long completions um, that just ended this team. You want me to start with the offense or you want me to start with the defense? I know you went after the defense and you have vitriol for them, but this offense was just horrendous as well.
1: We can start either way. It's the whole team. I'm, yeah. I, I hate this team. It, uh, I'll They're let not- you say your piece because I think I have a full rant just just on the team. Just as like the 53 guys and the coaching staff that show up on Sundays.
0: Slow down, slow down. Using the word showing up is, is is giving them too much praise because they don't show up.
1: Well, that's my point. What the fuck are they doing in practice? Do these guys just play duck, duck, goose during the week? Because there is no way. That that a team uh, like of this like a professional football team can show up and just spot a team a double digit lead every single week be locked into three to four turnovers every single week what are you doing during the week
0: this is an embarrassment nothing and that leads me right to Jane Slater's um, tweet today so she tweeted out hashtag Cowboys players initially wanted to keep things internal, but now they sit at two and four and the discontent is leaking out on the coaching staff. They say they are totally unprepared. They don't teach. They don't have any sense of adjustment on the fly. Another said they just aren't good at their jobs.
1: uh, What double digit deficit in the first half gave it away. These guys, Mike McCarthy, he, he lived in a bunker like, uh, Christian Bale and Dark Knight Rises and came out and somehow knows less about football than when he was with the Packers. This is a disgrace. This team is pathetic. And it's one thing that to be untalented. It's one thing to be injury-riddled, which a lot of people are. It's another thing to show up every single week and make every mistake possible and then show no heart. It's a disgrace.
0: So uh, one question about Mike McCarthy before I get into this team. Do you think Mike McCarthy – has this persona of coaching strictly because he had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers?
1: I definitely think so. I think he was a he it was a classic move where there was a flashy name. You're like, this guy has had success before. We talk about it all the time with Adam Gase. Why does Adam Gase keep getting jobs? Because one year he was around Peyton Manning. Can't we say the same about Mike McCarthy, like you just said? So he was with Brett Favre, he was Aaron Rodgers. They kind of carried him because they were good quarterbacks. Now he's got Andy Dalton, who, who's pretty good, but not a Hall of Famer. And here they are. They look. They look lost.
0: So basically, he is Ty Lue or Frank Vogel.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: It's exactly who he or is. Doc Rivers. But <laughs> hey, be nice. You're gonna get yelled at.
1: No. Well, it, the the front offices of the the Sixers and the Cowboys are very similar. Where they're idiots. So.
0: Yeah, I I was listening to one oh five three, the fan in Dallas this morning, and they were saying that Jerry Jones needs a mirror in his house. He's probably got a lot of gold and chandeliers hearing, but he has no mirrors because he doesn't look himself in the face. And they need Stephen Jones now to be that mirror and kind of throw his father up against the wall and say, listen, dad, uh, we fucked up. Okay, we fucked up and we need to take responsibility for this now and fix the fuck up. The first thing that needs to be fixed is Mike Nolan needs to be gone. The defensive coordinator for this team. Listen, Mike McCarthy was the hire. Love it. Hate it. Do whatever you want with it. But then he's starting to hand out favors to friends. And as soon as those favors start to negatively impact your defense and Mm -hmm. your overall team, it's time to go. I read a stat that um, the Cowboys defense – through six games, have given up 24 touchdowns, 14 passing, 10 rushing. Do you know what the last team to give up 24 touchdowns in six games was? If I thought hard enough, I could probably figure it out, but I'll let you tell me. The 2005 49ers run by Mike Nolan. You know, Mike Nolan? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. The dude, the team- I, I, see, I see both halves, right? I see a team at two and four. I see players that aren't very good. I see players that are out of position. Yes, a lot of that is coaching. But now all of a sudden you're two and four and the leaks come out about the coaching. You know what? I, I, watched, I watched a ton of players last night. Daryl Worley, him getting burned the way he got burned, thinking he was in cover three, but he wasn't. Nobody was behind him and just letting the guy go. That's not coaching. That's you. You suck. Yeah. Look. Look at that. Wonderful.
1: Yeah, Wonderful. Th- but that, that's fourth that's, most. That's that's actually what bothered me the most was uh, like the, the the report that you just brought up from Jane Slater, where the, the now the the players are like, well, it's not us. It, trust me, the, these coaches don't know what they're doing. Play fucking football. It did the There's same no thing with Jason Garrett. There's just no accountability anywhere in this locker room. It's a trickle down effect from that idiot owner, all the way down through Mike McCarthy, through the players. Look like you said. Not only does Jerry Jones need to look in the mirror, this whole team needs to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Some of these mistakes, yeah, it's because clearly whatever they're doing during the week is not working as coaches. But part of it is this team just isn't focused. Like not at all. It, 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 Zeke Elliott fumbling every single week what do you want mike mccarthy to do about that what do you want jerry jones to be about that someone in that locker room has to step up and be like look guys we cannot go out and turn the ball over four times every single week be down 14 nothing in every single first quarter like who is in that locker room and saying look guys we suck right now there's nobody there's no accountability they're willing to throw everybody under the bus and that's just what an undisciplined pathetic heartless team does
0: And this goes back to even Everson Griffin when he was being criticized by Jeff Kavanaugh, who we had on here. He goes on a Twitter tirade at a media member who was critical of him and rightfully so critical of him. He goes after him like a crybaby instead of just shutting the fuck up and going out and actually beating an offensive lineman for the first fucking time all season. But he can't do that. So he can go on Twitter. There's no accountability on this team. Nobody. Clown Lawrence, I I, I don't even want to call these guys clowns anymore because I feel like that is is so disrespectful to the clowns around the world. Like circus people are good people. Calling this Dallas Cowboys team clowns is disrespectful to clown people. It It is disrespectful to that clown in it. Yes, because at least he kills people. He he, Well, actually, he kind of sucked too, the kids, like, but (laughs) – he did his job.
1: He did his job. He haunted the shit out of that town. Every 27 years he popped up and did something. He waits. That sounds 27 like, that years sounds like what the Cowboys
0: mom. do. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was about to say it's been 27 years. So I guess next year it, it will pop up and he'll help out the Cowboys too. But there's a clown college. Maybe
0: maybe they need to go back and get their degree from the clown college university. You can imagine that on Monday Night Football? Demarcus Clown yeah, Marcus, yeah, Duke, man, Marcus Marcus clown, cl- clown College. That's what do. Every single player on the Cowboys when it's Sunday night football against the Eagles next weekend, it should just be like Xavier Woods, Clown University, Clown University. Jalen Smith, Clown College, DeMarcus Lawrence, Clown U. Like, that's what they should. Clown high school,
1: small town USA. It's just
2: on. Un- I mean, Everson Griffin,
0: the sea you to see the sake to see you it's just it's it's so frustrating this team and like i said last night i i almost went I, I i don't ever shut off a cowboys game and i it was the closest i ever was to actually going to sleep and I've, i i the worst is when it's a primetime game and we live on the east coast and the game's over at 30. and now i'm just tired yeah. And miserable and mad. And now I'm just going to be thinking in my head about the game all night. But last night, I didn't find myself doing that after this game because I'm starting to just accept this for this team. if It's who they are. And I am ready to say right now, I don't see three more wins on the schedule for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, maybe they beat the Giants one more time. I think they split with Washington. I think they split with the Eagles, and then after that, they're not beating Pittsburgh. They're not beating the Niners. I do not think they're beating Minnesota. Where are these wins coming from? I, I
1: slightly am... disagree. I I I think that it's going to where how been
0: saying since the beginning of the year. How? I think
1: it'll come down to the to the end of it. But I, I just I, I'm just so I'm not like I said. It benefits me when they lose. But I'm so fed up is now now I watch them all the time just like I write down notes for the show and and like I was watching because of fantasy football purposes last night and it's just not even fun I love football with all my heart more than anything nothing gives me a better release from life than just sitting down and watching three hours of football but they are so infuriating to watch they are so undisciplined they lack so much heart that even as a rival, watching my rival get shit pumped, it still angers me. That's how just undisciplined and just bad they are.
0: Yeah, it's it's so it's almost it's disheartening. I I think the Washington football team, I, I know we're going to preview next episode, is just is is going to run away against this team, especially now that uh, their left tackle Brandon Knight now had surgery, so he's going to be out. Uh, okay. Who Zach knows if Martin. Zach Martin's going to play. He had a concussion. Oh, I thought he hurt his leg. <laughs> no, concussion. So if Brandon Knight is out and if Zach Martin's out, yeah, I'm going to be finishing the entire bottle of stateside because you could, especially if Chase, if Chase Young plays, it's it's just game over. Andy Dalton won't make it through the rest of the season, and it's going to be the Ben DiNucci show. Oh, God. And then you know what that means? Team Tank, and I'm here for it.
1: That would be an interesting conversation. Like if if that did turn, we're getting way too far ahead of ourselves. But the way Trevor Lawrence is playing, that would be a very interesting conversation. Do you pay Dak or do you kind of reset the market where you're not giving your quarterback thirty-seven and a half million? Now you're giving him on a rookie scale contract. Would you do it? I don't
0: know. Well, I'll tell you, what, I don't. I don't know if they get to one because the Jets are still in this in this league, but. True. <laughs> I'll tell you who who was making a lot of money last night and smiling, even though I know Dak Prescott is nothing but a team-first guy. He has been at the facility every single day since his ankle issue surgery. Um, and that means him getting a COVID test every day so he could just be with his teammates. Now, he could not be on the sideline for Monday Night Football because that's the league COVID rules. Nobody on IR is allowed on the sideline. But he's been there every day, but you can't tell me he wasn't sitting there with his brother last night watching that game with a big old smile on his face because, yeah, that team did exactly what they always do and go down 17 nothing, go down 21 nothing. But with three minutes left in the game, what does Dak always do? They're one possession away from winning that game. And you last know, night yeah. it was 38-10, yeah. and they could not even move the ball. They couldn't do anything. So – that just shows you right there that Dak Prescott can put a team on his back, and Andy Dalton can't.
1: I, I totally agree. That's the difference between the two, and I, I guess that's I have I have two final points and then a minor one, but they they kind of go together, and it's pretty much what you just said. Like Dak made his money, and we'll we'll have to see how the rest of the season plays out. But he bails them out of so many bad situations. He's good enough to mask so many problems that they yep. have, and Andy Dalton needs help. He's a perfectly adequate quarterback and is a great backup quarterback to have. Yep. But to, when you when you are down fourteen nothing because your Pro Bowl running back fumbles twice and you give the Cardinals the ball on the plus side of the of the fifty, what do you really want him to do? There's really only eight to ten quarterbacks in the league who can who and that might be even generous who can bail constantly bail you out of these twenty one skunk situations. Dak might be one of them, but you would have thought that in a primetime game, you're playing for Dak, you need to help your quarterback, you would have thought you would have seen a little bit more focus, you would have thought they would have been a little bit more, uh, what's the opposite of careless? It just... I guess that's the right word. They're just careless in everything that they do. They they look lost in everything they do. They look careless because careless is the perfect combination of sloppy and untalented.
0: And you think especially after the defense came out and made three stops in a row to start the game. Now, it's the first time the defense has made three stops in a row all season long. Now a lot of that was Kyler Murray missing his receivers. That was not the Dallas Cowboys yeah. stopping them. It was Kyler Murray that stopping was, himself. He was so amped up, you could oh.
1: tell, like the way he was throwing it. His his little body was moving all around. He was so amped. How about him? That was he's seven
0: and zero oh in AT and T Stadium now.
1: I know. I, I did bet on the Cardinals, but I, I'm super glad that I did. Can you I would can not you imagine
0: how cool that must be to win state championships in that building? Go to Oklahoma, win the Big 12 championship in that stadium, and mm-hmm. then go for your first first time playing there in the NFL on Monday night and just drubbing the Cowboys. Yeah, that you you got to have the it factor to do that. That's why I'm high on Kyler. That's why I. Uh, that's why exactly why I traded for him in my fantasy league after I lost Dak. I
1: do have him in fantasy,
0: and he got me a solid
1: 30. And all he had to do was hand it. And Kenyon Drake get like two yards. Linebackers on the Cowboys like stay in your gap for like once in your entire
0: fucking life, make a tackle. Couldn't do it. Literally couldn't do it. Now I will say, and then we'll move on to the Eagles. Um, so finally we got to see Connor McGovern, the guard. We talked about him with Jeff Cavanaugh. He was drafted from Penn state a couple of years ago. Never heard a thing about him. Um, he was a second round pick, had a high grade on him, um, but there's never been even talk about him. He went in there last night when Zach Martin went down and I said, "Oh, baby Jesus, he looks tiny, and this is not going to be good." Now we have Connor Williams and Connor McGovern as our guards, the two probably smallest guards in the league. Um, and he looked a little flustered at the beginning, but then he he kind of held his held his own. He was not the reason um, this Cowboys offensive line was struggling last night. He wasn't getting pushed back. The the, the tackles there were just points where it was it was Ole. They were. It feels like they were just had their eyes closed. They snapped the ball. And they, they prayed and did nothing else. And Buda Baker was just flying past them. Or that other white kid with the blonde hair <laughs> flying past them. And I, I thought it was Pat Tillman for a second. And I was like, what is happening here? And he was just killing Andy Dalton. And it was the offensive line is tragic. Yeah. Tragic. Um, my only hope now for the defense is, um, is that Randy Gregory is back now. They are saying he looks phenomenal, but I don't want to ever listen to anything that they say because they said this whole team looked great. They said that they didn't need safeties. They said that we're fine at linebacker. And one other thing that I am very, just very, very upset about, from Jerry Jones to Stephen Jones to Mike Nolan to Mike McCarthy, is what they are doing. To this fucking poor rookie in digs every week they're putting him on like one-on-one with deandre hopkins and the best guys in the league and they're just saying here you go kid go get him." that's how you that's how you kill someone's confidence mm-hmm. now he doesn't seem like he's he's bothered by it he's going out there he first play of the game he made it he made a very nice play on deandre hopkins but I, I mean how dare you do this to your second round pick I get putting a kid out there and wanting him to play, and I want him to play, and I wanted him to play from week one, but to just think he's Jalen Ramsey out there from the first week of his career in the NFL, yes, he's been going against NFL receivers his whole life. He, he grew up with Stefan Diggs. like He's been trying to cover those dudes his whole life, and he went to Alabama, but come on, guys. Give the kid a fucking break for a second. That is a, speaking of trickle-down effects, like that
1: is one of those trickle-down effects. Like you ignored the position. You didn't hit on free agency. You haven't drafted well at that position. Byron Jones, Byron Jones, left Jones in, you let him go. I, I was going to say Byron Jones left in free agency. Now here you are, and now you're stuck with him being thrust into those positions. And I, I talk about it all the time with Nate Gary. Like, you know what Nate Gary's going to give you. Yeah, but it's it's the fact that he's being thrust out there because there's no other option. The same applies to Diggs. He'll be all right, but he's a rookie and he's trying to learn on the fly. And it certainly doesn't help him that you're giving him. He's like in geometry level and you're giving him calculus homework. It's just not going to work, but that's the position that you're putting him in.
0: Yep. So I want to rant. I want to get mad, but this is where this Dallas team has me upset, sad, but numb at the same time and just confused. Well, I'm glad
1: I was able to do it for you because that was just fucking pathetic. And
0: uh, Yeah, no, that was that was the most that was the top 10 most pathetic game I've ever watched as a Cowboys fan, and I've watched through the Drew Henson and Quincy Carter years. <laughs> I, well, Quincy Carter got him to the playoffs, so I shouldn't do that to Quincy, but the Drew Henson years.
1: It was that that
0: this that defense worked. just can't yeah.
1: do it. And they didn't even hit the over. Arizona's I for had the 38. over. 38. 38
0: and they didn't it hit the old. 55. I uh, it's just I felt bad for CD Lamb. Uh and uh, Mari Cooper makes one ca- these 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 trio of number one wide receivers. I, I get that Andy didn't have time last night but they got to make some more plays too. Especially Gallup's got to make that that touchdown catch to end the first half.
1: Well, see, I don't want to keep I keep dragging and ripping them, but it's like, okay, Gallup has the, the drop. You would have had a score going into the end zone and you get the ball. CeeDee Lamb has another block in the back. I think every time I've watched a game, mm-hmm. he has had a block in the back. You would think that the wide receivers coach or an offensive coach or Mike McCarthy, the head coach with an offensive background, would say to this kid, Hey, like you can't block this way. And then Amari Cooper, there's just certain points in games, never happens against the Eagles, but there's just certain points in games where he becomes a ghost. Like you gave this guy 100 million dollars that comes with expectations. Like it's not just okay you can go out there and do the Tobias Harris thing where you score 20 points and at the end of the game you're like, "Wait, that guy had 20 points?" Like that's how you feel watching Amari Cooper. You're like, "Wait, that guy had six receptions?" Like he mm-hmm. had he had 70 yards because he touchdowns? does the
0: same thing. He just it was that curl out to the side and then he has one long slant across that he he gets for 40 yards and then at the end of the game when the division and the season's on the line in the last play he's tired and is on the sideline yeah it's just and, it, then and then he gets a hundred million dollars and then he gets a hundred million dollars it's an odd situation because he I, I don't see any leadership from
1: him I, I i don't know like this the stats are there but it just doesn't feel it it, it feels it on paper and then you watch the game and you're like how how is this guy putting
0: up these stats and if I'm Mike McCarthy, I say to C.E. Lamb, you've got two phones. You can watch all of your fucking tape on one or the other of you blocking in the back. Watch yourself on one and then watch how it's done on the other.
1: It, it's. I won't continue with it, no, but it, it, you could point. You. It was like the Eagles game week one when I gave everybody an F. You can go through F. and call everybody a clown. Everybody. For, for no,
0: no, 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 I no. Can't, I can't even call them clowns anymore. Again, I apologize to the clown community. I apologize to the clown community I don't even know what they are now They're they're losers Loser clowns Just uh, Loservilles from from Losertown But I do I I do want to see them come out On on Sunday Night Football saying Everson Griffin See you you. DeMarcus Lawrence Clown you CCU Clown community (laughs) college baby Exactly that's it that's all I want (laughs) All the right. clowns, big clown energy, baby. Yeah, let's go. Here we go. That's maybe that should be. They should just put a big, a big red circle in the middle of the star in the helmets for the rest of the season. Just a clown nose.
1: Yeah, a clown nose instead of the star. All right, let's. Producer Vince. I, I was about to say before we get into the Eagles, you did mention that there is a primetime game between the Eagles and the Cowboys coming up. So I think Vince, Vince has some ideas for this.
2: Yeah, so I was thinking about Hate Week, and I feel like. First of all, losing to the anyone in the NFC, is you should be punished. Dreadful. And as as fans, we should be punished also. Okay. So <laughs> let's start with hate week, my, fir- my first idea here. So I think something should happen to whoever loses hate week. Judging by the last half hour of what you were saying, we can handicap it. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how confident you're feeling. None. So we can I, handicap it. I mean
1: that neither of us can feel confident, so it's a scratch.
2: That's so what I'm saying. That's whatever, like, it, whatever
1: your uh, whatever your ideas are, we'll go with them. Neither of us. All right.
2: So, well, first, of, like, do you like, do either of you feel confident that your team no. can straight up win this game? No. Yes. So, then, should we handicap it?
0: Just tell me what what is the let's let's talk through it.
2: Yeah. give right, us well, your idea? All right. So first What's of all, game? have you guys seen the spicy chip? Yes. Yeah, the spiciest chip on earth or whatever.
1: Is that the one? So Shaq ate it and he was like, it's not that hot. And then like immediately coughed and almost died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that the one?
2: Yeah. So I think my first idea was loser eats the spicy chip.
1: Okay. I, I like that. I, I, I would, I've, I've had the ghost face killer wings before. Like the hottest one, you have to Mm -hmm. sign the waiver. We did that for our Fantasy Football League draft. I don't know if I mentioned to you guys, uh, I lost in Fantasy this week because the Cowboys are a bunch of fucking scumbags. But I do like that idea.
2: Ken Indrick. All right. My second idea, I got a little more creative with it. Do you guys know Ed Hardy? Yes. Like the Ed Hardy t-shirts? Yeah. So loser until the next Cowboys-Eagles game, when we have to decide whatever happens after that, has to, on every podcast wear an Ed Hardy t-shirt with like a fedora and like a black vest. Well, what about, what about my beautiful Stateside vodka shirt?
0: Oh, Most comfortable shirt me. I've
2: ever, I've ever just worn. The, just the, just the rock and vest would probably cover it up. Or we can <laughs> get a Stateside that- fedora.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should Ooh. do stateside fedoras. They have such a powerful S that you could just put the S on the fedora. Yeah, exactly. You'd be there. Can I think the, the one problem with Ed Hardy. Where would we even find an yeah. Ed Hardy shirt in the year
2: 2020? That oh, might be harder that's, than that's, wearing the shirt. That's what I'm here for. All right.
0: All right Producer Vince, why, why don't we have? We'll put it out on Twitter. We'll have the people. I vote. got more. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. let him keep going. Yeah, Continue. I mean we can
1: we can fit no. four in a graph on on a on a poll on Twitter. So if you have to we have more, let's let's right. keep it rolling.
2: Option three, winner waxes the loser. No, <laughs> you want to get your legs waxed? No, Just legs. I will. I mean, even
1: if I won, I wouldn't want to
0: wax Kevin. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get my back waxed in the summer, but
2: I was, was going to say I you. I, if anyone on here got waxed, I was going to say you probably already did. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Every summer. Um, but yeah, I don't need Aiden doing it.
2: All right. So, not that one then. And then, option number four is m- me and whoever wins has to decide what the loser, do- like what book the loser reads for a book report. And you give us a book report oh, on the podcast. Or I like oh, Yeah. Something like you know, Moby Dick, Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> You have to do a book report on the podcast. <laughs> I like that.
1: We'll stick with that one.
2: Yeah, I'm going I like, book report.
1: I like the book report. I, like would, book report? I, I feel like I could choose some really, like, screwed up, messed up books that you would have to read. And I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going for length. Like, I don't want you to make you read 700 pages. We we all have lives, but I think well, I could come got up with, on a
2: Tuesday, so maybe he doesn't.
1: I was about to say, yeah, some of us are able to golf on the middle of the week, but. I do I think we could get creative with the book reports. So that's yeah. another good
2: one. Has to be handwritten right. too. Handwritten book. Report. Okay. I mean Aiden handwrites his notes anyway, so I should. Yes, they do. If
1: I wouldn't be able to read the book report after it was done, but it would be done. There's proof.
2: Also, I think we're going to do for NFC matchups outside of Eagles Cowboys, the if you lose an NFC game outside of Eagles Cowboys, you have to wear a cone of shame for the next episode. Now in NFC oh. East. Or just NFC? NFC East. NFC East.
0: This is not retroactive,
1: correct? (laughs) Not retroactive. That
2: show show already passed. Uh, So I'm going to, since this is kind of pertinent and we may have a NFC East loss coming up very soon, I'm thinking one way more than the other. I'm going to get on Amazon prime like tonight and order one.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. The Eagles play on Thursday. So there you go. And, uh, it is a division week, so I, I do like that idea. Um, these teams suck, so, yeah, I think we deserve the cone of shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the ideas for, for the rivalry hate week as well. I think those we could get creative with those. And even the chip one that's pretty straightforward, I, I've i seen the video. We,
2: we could save that for sometime later.
1: I don't know. No, I think we, we got to have three options here for the vote. I, I think it yeah. would be beneficial to have three. Vote. So, yeah, we'll do the chip. The book report and possibly uh, Ed Hardy, if we can find an Ed Hardy. Shirt. The vest
2: and the fedora are more important. I feel like that's more critical to the look I'm going for. I, dude,
1: I think the Ed Hardy shirt's probably the uh, <laughs> the moneymaker in that outfit. But yeah, I, I'm like, down with that. We can put the the um the vote out on Twitter.
0: And you know what? You know what's not a punishment. Stateside vodka.
1: This is. The most important vote I can think of coming up in the next two weeks.
0: Can't can't figure is there Everything?
2: another one? Is there another I can't vote? Imagine, no, I couldn't going. imagine
1: any vote being no. more
0: important. No. Get out and vote on our punishment.
1: <laughs> on our punishment for equals. That's that's our promo. Yeah. There we go.
0: All right. right. Vince, vote. I think
1: those were were very good ideas. I like it. We'll make sure that we get the people registered to vote. Um, We'll see if we can do mail-in voting. (laughs) We'll see where we go. We got some time before Eagles-Cowboys, so we'll put that out and we'll see where we go from here. All right. Thank you for those ideas. I think they were good.
2: Producer Vince,
0: everybody. You ready to get into my Eagles? Yes, and then I have something to propose to you, and then we'll let the people enjoy the rest of their day. Okay. Or evening or morning.
1: Or morning or evening or maybe you're listening at three AM. Yeah, hey. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So uh you want my all-time spin zone? Spin. Me spin it up, start Stop the spin here. machine. Do it. I am I am glad that Sunday happened because now it is very evident and very clear that Carson wins. Is not the problem on this team. Yep. He never was the problem on this team. He is actually the only thing keeping this team afloat. So for the sake of being the guy who's like, I was right. I'm glad Sunday happened because no more are we going to hear. Well, it's maybe Jalen Hurts and all. They could move on in 2022 from Carson joke. Oh, they should have kept Foles. no. No. There's not a single quarterback who could come into this position and and thrive and be successful, but Carson is somehow keeping this team afloat and somehow has them in every game with really good opponents pretty much by himself.
0: He has the will that no Dallas Cowboy has on this team. (laughs) Like you said, they just don't care. They're unprepared. Everything you want in a player – mentally and emotionally and, and physically mm-hmm. Carson Wentz has.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can, can see, see,
0: you can see where he's just like, Nope, I'm taking over this game.
1: Yep. I, I could, it was the 40 yard run for me mm-hmm. when he could have stepped out of bounds like two or three different times and, yep. and didn't do it and turned it into a 40 yard run and was willing to, if, if he had to take a hit along the way, he would. And you, you saw everything in that game. He, he was able to throw the ball effectively in the second half. He ran the ball well. He was out and he was blocking downfield for Jalen Hurts and pitching a lead block. Like he does everything. And after every sack, he pops up. And after every drop, he doesn't put his head down and yell at the receiver. Because I, I tweeted this if I were him, I'd be in an insane asylum. Yes. Like to put that many, like you do your job perfectly and some other idiot screws it up every single time, week in and week out, I would go insane. And instead, it's like it makes him more positive. Like the more injuries, the more negative stuff, the more losses that happens, he turns it all in some like his superpower is just becoming the most positive person of all time. But it, that's what keeps them afloat. Is it the these guys are young and they're stupid, so they don't really know, you know? Yeah. So they just follow him. He's like he's like the mother goose. He's the mother goose and the little tiny. Little gooses behind them were too dumb. They just waddle behind him because they don't know any better.
0: Now, with Deshaun coming back and then all does that scare you that the gooses are gonna not follow us and they're you know? It does tainted.
1: Yeah, so it does. Um it, it's gonna be hit or miss, you know. He he's clearly developed this chemistry with Travis Fulgham. It was on display again on Sunday. Greg Ward has earned his time as well when Reger comes back I want to see Reger like it's year 1 he needs to be out there but for two guys who have really had questions about like are these guys all right in the locker room for they to be coming back on a 1 4 and 1 team but it's a 1 4 and 1 team that seems to be pretty positive like this mm-hmm. this was like they were the opposite of the Cowboys like they lost and they're like there's no heads down like that we are steamrolling forward we have an advantage on our schedule coming up. Like, there is no time to be mad about a loss. Like, we need to keep going. Whoever's out there is out there. Just get the job done.
0: So, to answer your question, yes, it does worry me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, how about Travis Fogum's friends from high school coming up from Virginia? They paid $500 each a ticket to be at that game, and they were in the link for him. And he tweeted it out too, like, These have been my, my day one guys, blah, blah, blah. I mean, seeing stories like that, I don't care what team they are. They're on, you got to love that. And you got to root for a guy like him. I I mean, I hope, I hope he has a chance to catch a game winning touchdown pass against Dallas and he drops it. But until then, I mean, it's a guy you got to root for.
1: Yep. You know what? Uh, Judging by what happens to Carson Wentz, I'm sure that will happen. But um, yeah, that was awesome. My friend actually played at ODU and was in the same class as Fulgham Said he was a, his senior year was just a walking highlight tape. So they, it seems to be, you know, if, if you do this three straight weeks, it, it's not a flash in the pan, because teams are getting more and more tape on you, and you're mm-hmm. still producing. And, and you did it against the
0: Steelers and the Ravens. And you're doing
1: in Steelers and the Ravens, and you're winning jump balls against Marcus Peters. Like you you're doing something right. Like mm-hmm. he's doing something right, and there is no way that Alshon Jeffrey should take his time away.
0: So, I mean. I, feel, I would feel much more confident as an Eagles fan after the loss to the Steelers and the loss to the Ravens the way they lost in the last two weeks than any part of a Cowboys fan after a win against the Giants and the loss against the Cardinals. Those two losses showed me a lot about this Eagles team and the fight that they have behind Carson Wentz.
1: Exactly. Well, see, that's what I want to see because when you're young and you're injury-riddled and plagued by injuries and you're like, I, we don't know who's going to be out there on Sunday, we really don't, Like that's all. That's really all you can ask yeah. for. And those are two really good teams. Now, I very much question if the Ravens are actually good. Like I walked away from that game and I was like, wait, are the Ravens good?
0: Lindsay, okay. they, had,
1: they had over 100 penalty yards. They had 12 penalties for 132 yards. If you don't include sacks, they had more negative plays than the Eagles did. They were not good.
0: And if Hightower catches that ball, and yeah. Kyle Sanders catches that ball.
1: I know. It, how about it? I, I said on the preview show, I said, what you want to do, because you know what the the Ravens want to do, you want to be up 7 nothing before Lamar Jackson takes that football in his hands. So we come out, we get the ball first, we go sack, Blown up screenplay, dropped fifty yard bomb. I was like, "All right, here, here we go. are. Great start." It's just you, like, it, it, any. there's a lot of teams like you start like that. Okay, the Falcons or the Raven. Oh, I almost oh said that. easy. Bleep that. Bleep <laughs> I was thinking of really bad teams, and I thought of the Falcons. Um, I the Ravens get the ball to the fifty, they go score. A lot of teams would have put their head down. Uh, they were down seventeen nothing at half. A lot of teams would have put their head down, but. Carson Wentz, he's like Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant. He just decided he's just gonna he's just going to take on the entire world by himself, and he does it running. And you know sometimes it leads to those fumbles. Marlon Humphrey, I would like to see more players punch out the ball like him, but that's kind of what happens when, with Wentz gets a little bit out of control. But you know you kind of have to live with that one. You know who else is gonna do any?
0: Yeah, no, you 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 take some of those little bad with the great good that he brings you like that 40 yard run where he can change a ball game where you blink, you go, you go to get a hot dog and take a pee. And all of a sudden the Eagles have a chance to tie this ball game. When you're like, wait, they were just, the game was over.
1: It was over. Yeah. (laughs) You you, you take a, they take you off red zone for a second. All of a sudden you're like, wait, they're about to tie the game. Like what?"
2: what happened?
1: So, yeah, but and it wasn't just a 40 yard run, but it was him running around extending plays. Mm-hmm. There was a big uh, he, it wasn't a completed throw, but they drew a pass interference on Folgum, and then um, he he uh he gets out of the pocket and finds Jason Kroom. Ooh. I have no clue who that person is, but he made the catch <laughs> for a touchdown, and then the the touchdown pass to Folgum. like he's running for his life back there in front of Jamon Brown, who was atrocious. I'll get and into him in a
0: second. But then takes a picture with Lamar Jackson after the game.
1: Lamar Jackson. Let's get into Chrome because I can, I'll, I'll do the, the Wentz is, is the guy segment every single week. Yep. So let's just do Jamon Brown for a second. There's like a few more points I want to make on the Eagles, and he is one of them. That was the worst offensive lineman performance for the Eagles ever. Since the Winston shuts this game on Monday Night Football when they gave up nine sacks against OCU Minora and the Giants. That was so bad.
0: So bad. It wasn't
1: the stats were bad. Like he gave up three sacks. I think two rushes, two hurries, one knockdown. But it wasn't just that. It was the video of him sacking Wentz. He's fixing his gloves during the play. And I think that was on the touchdown pass where Wentz is running for his life. He takes a picture with Lamar Jackson. Like this guy. Where the hell did they find him?
0: Uh, under a bridge somewhere. I when I when I I've, I think I rewatched the video of him sacking Wentz himself forty-seven times, and I'm like, I don't. It's unbelievable. He goes right into him and just grabs. It's like wait, what? And then he's like, oh, wrong guy.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, it's easy. For, like wide receivers, it's easy to get lost because okay, you ran the wrong route. A quarterback, oh, you made the wrong read. It's got to be really hard as an offense alignment to not know where you're supposed to be on the
0: field. You have only one area to cover. (laughs) Or knowing the color that you have compared to the color they have on and who your fucking quarterback is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they, uh, the Ravens blitzed a lot, but it, it seemed like everybody else was okay. And the stats back it up like Nate Herbig played well, yep. Mulata was the, the drastic opposite of, of Jamon Brown, who he was just right. People, mm-hmm. he who's the big guy in longest yard, the one who's in solitary confinement and he's like eight foot tall and plays ping pong by himself. Um, Lamar Odom. no, uh, Lamar Odom, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um doesn't it start with a oh? He he it's like the great something. The great collie. Oh, oh, great oh collie. yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, He he play <laughs> Jordan Mulata plays tackle like the great collie mm-hmm. and Jamon Brown plays guard like a panda bear. <laughs> it was just so <laughs> drastic.
0: He, he kind of looks he also looked like that uh the monkey, you know, that has the clapping hands with the the symbols when yeah it's like who are you that's
1: what What he looked like yes putting his gloves back on during the middle of the play who are you and why are you here he well he's here because he's starting for uh matt Pryor, who was starting for brandon brooks and brandon brooks was out and jason peters was going to play there but now jason peters is out it's just like uh, this is what you get when you're on your fourth string. It's a guy who doesn't even know where he's supposed to be when you only have one space where you're supposed to be.
0: I'm right there with you when it comes to offensive line depth.
1: Yeah, the the, the offensive line depth, uh, I don't want to get into the preview of the game, but we should be a little bit worried about that because it's 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 not good. But like I said, it, there are positives to take away from this game. It feels a lot like last Absolutely. week. Like the, the The guys who you would like to stick around like I said, Jordan Malata. Jack Driscoll got hurt, but he played well. Nate Herbig is going to be your backup guard for eternity. You know, Carson Wentz, Travis Fulgham. Like guys you actually want to see play, Yep, played well. That's the key. In a season like this, like the young people who need to be here for the next five years need to play well. And So those were the positives. And I have one glaring negative. Give it to me. The Eagles claim that they have more gimmicks for Jalen Hurts than a used car dealer. You need to tie the game or the game is over on the two-point conversion. And that's the time that you don't use him. You have all these gimmicks. You tell me all this stuff about how it's worth it to take him with a second-round pick. And then with the game on the line, you do read option with Carson, take the ball out of his hands, and Boston Scott. Are you kidding me?
0: Teeny-tiny Boston Scott.
1: Yeah, with 5'6 Boston Scott, with a guy crashing off the edge, which they had done 26 times during the game, you saw them coming off the edge so much. What do you think they were going to do with the game on the line? And you didn't think, hey, this gadget guy that we have who has been working out well during the game, maybe we should throw him in there on a play where we need a gadget play. Are you kidding? Hello?
0: Yep. I I don't understand how he's not used in that position.
1: It's like, I, uh, yeah.
0: It's it's kind of one of those it takes your breath away. Like what the, f- like that's what I was fully expecting. On the other end, obviously rooting for the Ravens, I was ready for that, and I was like, here we go. This is all the Jalen hurts talk is going to bite me in the ass. But nope. Me too. Don't use them there.
1: I know and. It, it's just so odd that that was a time. And you know what it reminded me of? Remember when I was doing the rant after the Bengals game, I was like, okay, worst case scenario is you punted and you punted. Like you either you either click the field goal, you throw a bomb, or that's that. Punt mm-hmm. is not an option. Here, the same logic applies to the situation. Either you let Carson throw because he's on fire, you bring in Jalen Hurts and run one of these gadget plays with both quarterbacks in the game. That's that's the that's list. It. That's That's the list. It's not due read option with Carson and Boston Scott into the crashing edge. And they had one timeout left. You couldn't stop. Like you didn't have enough to stop the clock to get the ball back. This is it. This is it. You didn't want to use it and think, hey, let's get our best play. We spent 45 minutes of practice just working on the three plays that Jalen Hurts is going to be in for. He can't throw the ball. but Maybe he can throw it from two yards out. Like, now we don't want to do it. I-
0: blows my mind, but I'm happy they did it. I agree.
2: <laughs> All I right, ha-
1: I'm sorry. I'm I got so flustered by how dumb real it
2: quick, real quick. Uh, Kevin, what's your neck size? Uh, like a 32. Your neck,
0: what is it? Next, oh no, I'm sorry. Um, I'm thinking my waist, it's uh, 15 and a half.
2: 15 and a half, okay.
1: My neck is the size of my neck. It's a neck,
2: <laughs> or my. I, neck uh, Are we buying a noose? A- uh, no. It's a. It's a. Where is yeah. that? It's a dog cone.
1: Oh my god! I didn't. I thought it, you meant a traffic cone. No. Well, we I got had a totally cone. different I mean, idea of what cone we were supposed to wear
0: during this. Leaving it, his ass is out of here. Next. All ass. right.
1: Well, um, you know what? We're wrapping up anyway. I have one more point and I'm going to sneak it in here because I don't think anyone else is talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, uh, I know you wanted to throw me one more thing. I am at threat level midnight red with, J- with uh, Jake Elliott.
0: Is it time to have the conversation?
1: It is time to be concerned because he missed a 52-yard field goal at the end of the half. He missed from 52 multiple times. He's supposed to be this guy that can hit from long range. He hasn't done it. I believe it's the third time that he has missed. He missed uh, against the Steelers from 57. He missed from 52 against the Ravens. He missed from 52 against the Ravens. So do you have this kicker who can hit from 50 plus or don't you? Because he hasn't done it yet and I'm starting to get concerned. If uh, if he hits that, we're not in the position where we need to go for two. But he didn't. So I, I think you need to be a little bit concerned. What's going on? This guy has been so consistent from 50 yards. and Now he's 0 for 3. That's not good. And I don't hear anyone talking about it. But those three points, you know what? If you had three more points on the board, I wasn't the best at math. But it would have been if you had 3 to 28, that's 31. They had 30. Bing, bang, boom. Let's go home.
0: We win. You win. No, I, I- this is exactly what happens with kickers when they start getting in their head too. Those those are the kind of kicks they miss, and then they compile, and then you blink and they're gone.
1: Yeah, I know, but you know what? A bad team. We don't have time for him to mentally
0: like figure no. this out and have the yips. Go make the kick, like some
1: people who are running in Dallas who have the yips.
0: Yeah, and then you know they said they were going to go out there and play together and have fun and. They put the ball on the ground. When I, I literally just, my wife was sitting next to me. She came downstairs for part of the game. She's like, ooh, he he fumbled. And then like 38 seconds later, I was like, oh my God, he fumbled again. Like what? He fumbled again. Like what the fuck? I didn't even, I didn't even yell it. I was just like, he fumbled again. Like, it's just, just like when you, look at this, the crayon in the mouth. And then you, you swig the stateside vodka. That's how it's done. The
1: glass was too far away. It's on the other side, and I like the aesthetic of it, like I said. So I'm just mm-hmm. leaving the glass with the bottle. So that I just
0: figured I'd just go straight from the bottle. Like my, you like my, my
1: shelf over here? I do. It's very nice. This right? podcast is becoming high class. Very high class. Is, uh, beyond me, didn't think that was going to happen.
0: Hey. Us, Who would have thought? We're here. We're in it. All right. One last question for you, and I, I want to propose this. And it, okay. I text a little bit back and forth. Do you think this, this offense – I only built the offense, not the defense. Could win the NFC East or even compete for the NFC. Quarterback, Dak Prescott. Running back, Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Tight ends, Ertz, Jarwin, and Goddard. Wide receivers, Deshaun Jackson and Rager. You got your left tackle as Tyron Smith. Your right tackle, Lane Johnson. I'm going to put Zach Martin at center. Uh, Brandon Brooks at right tackle uh, Lane, uh right Lyle guard. Collins at left or left tackle, Lyle Collins at left guard, and Lane Johnson at right tackle. Does that team compete for the NFC? That team wins the NFC.
1: like uh, they could compete with anybody, right? I mean, who who's the biggest test right now? It, it's the it's the Seahawks and the Packers, I would say. Don't I? The the tight end play alone gives me hope that they could score on either of those teams. Like I feel like Joseph those three, <laughs> or those three tight ends.
0: Having a Deshaun and Rager on the outside, we don't even need another wide receiver with those three tight ends.
1: I know, yeah. That, and uh, this, uh, the biggest thing to me, looking at that roster, is the offensive line. Like, Miles Sanders being able to run behind, behind that, that's the best thing he's ever run behind.
0: We have Zach Martin at center.
1: Zach Martin is at center. Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, I mean, you know what they can do. Lyle Collins is a mauler. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that'd be the best. That, that That would likely be the best offensive line. You have three all pros. On that offensive line. So, yeah, that, that'd be the best offensive line in football. They, they win. They win the NFC. That is your all-injured birds
0: versus boys team.
1: I Yeah, I, I think we, we both get a ring and bing, bang, boom. Uh, Vince,
0: get us rings. Amazon.
1: <laughs> yes, please. In the dog cone, apparently.
0: Yeah. Well, we are going to drop, be dropping this episode on Wednesday when you're listening. And another episode is coming tomorrow on Thursday, where we will be looking forward to the Eagles playing on Thursday night football and the Dallas Cowboys playing the Washington football team and everything else that is going to happen in the NFL this upcoming Sunday, including our power rankings, which I don't think the Packers will be number one anymore. I have a big thing planned for the power rankings.
1: So that'll be exciting. Even more exciting, this will be the first time that an episode drops on a game day, I believe, because mm-hmm. the Eagles are playing on Thursday. So I'm really excited for that. That should be an interesting matchup. I think both of these will just because of the injury situations. So that'll be fun. And we'll, I like that we're going back to back. So we just ride the wave. And thank you to Stateside Vodka, first show with them as a sponsor. So it was, uh, I'm sorry that you had to be the sponsor for the first show after a loss, but. Kind of gives you the full effect.
0: We hopefully have some good times coming. And send us your receipts. 100 receipts of sold stateside vodka. will get the logo tattooed on his ass. Didn't say that. Did not say
1: that. We should probably cut it at just he will get a tattoo. Thank you, and good night.
0: Ass tattoo.